entertainment news for you. Which is brought to you by All Pro Foundation Repair. And it stars Dave. Dave. With special Yo, guest Dave. star Gordon Keith. Gordon, <laughs> what up? All right, another you muser. Mm-hmm. We are now two for three on musers today. Boy, Can we hit for the cycle? Just the job left. Boy, this is exciting. And Fernando. And Fernando. A little tougher to get Fernando, but hi, Gordon. Fernando's in bed already. <laughs> it's a good place He's to be. Asleep. Does you know burn? he wakes up at like 2 a.m.? Goes I into do. Work. He has the weirdest schedule of any human. Do you think he wears a CPAP mask? Of course he does. Ooh, that's a good question. How many people at the ticket wear CPAP masks? <laughs> um, Bob? It's a, I, yeah, definitely not. No, sir. I have a definitely mouth, not. I have a mouthpiece. Well, I would know. I guess I'm telling you. I, I could say with great certainty I don't. I have a mouthpiece, but since I have lost weight, I no longer need to wear it. Really? My uh, okay. my, my snoring is not as annoying as it once was, <laughs> evidently. Okay. So like a mouth guard or what that keeps uh, your it, teeth from grinding? It, it, it no, it it pulls your bottom jaw forward. Yeah. So you unhinges lost, your jaw. Yeah. So your soft palate does oh. your tongue doesn't vibrate against your soft palate. Okay. You know. What, what I think you, there's a lot of undiagnosed sleep apnea out there. There's a lot more going on than we think there is. Than, than we think there is. Yeah. No, I don't wear a CPAP mask or one of those jaw unhinger things. And I've always suspected or at least feared that I have some sort of sleep disturbance or, you know, you wake up tired and all that. But, of course, I'm not getting very much sleep. And it has been reported to me that I do do not snore or have sleep apnea. But I've never taken a study. That's probably because you had your gag reflex severed. Yes, I did do that back in the old rant days, in fact, to um, when I was a bug chaser yeah. of Bob's favorite stories. <laughs> All right, let's get into some e-news as mm-hmm. guilty as charged. Pete Davidson has checked himself into rehab. A source close to... Davidson says that uh, he checked himself in, but should be getting out pretty soon. Now, this is not for substance abuse or alcoholism. Different Davidson. Rather, he entered the treatment center seeking inpatient therapy to address ongoing issues related to post-traumatic stress disorder and his previous diagnosis of borderline personality disorder. Why was this announced? I don't know. I don't know how this gets leaked. I don't know if they like he was seen going to rehab and they felt like they needed to get out ahead of it. But he uh, went public with his borderline personality disorder d- diagnosis in 2017. Uh, so he, he had extreme mood swings. Um, they thought it might be uh, bipolar disorder, but it turns out it's borderline, which is more closely aligned with depression. But he said he would have extreme mood swings. And he had a mental breakdown after getting out of rehab and using marijuana. He thought that maybe it was because of his marijuana use, but then he was diagnosed with uh, borderline personality disorder a couple months after that. And then in in 2022, I don't know if you remember, he 
had trauma therapy, PTSD therapy, because he was being bullied by Kanye when he was dating hmm. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> so I think there's something suspicious about this. Okay, so, you so maybe it is substance and they're just couching it as it's just further mental health treatment. Well, why would you call it rehab? I mean, if it's if it's inpatient mental health treatment, you don't call that rehab. You say that he's in an uh, inpatient treatment for depression or bipolar or, I mean, uh, borderline or something like that. He's well, in inpatient I, mental health. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it is... The story that I have, they use the word rehab in the headline, but then throughout the story they say treatment and treatment center. So it might be just a poor use of the word. Or it could, be, I mean, uh, could be more to it, like you're saying. I don't know. I've seen headlines that you have, and they all used rehab. I mean, I'm not saying he's it's drugs. I'm just saying it's just weird the way it was worded. And it's also strange to me. The fact that they put this out there. I has mean, anyone uh, has anyone watched Bupkis? His uh, his new show on Peacock, I believe. I have not. No. Yeah, I'm not interested. I don't think I've seen just a whole lot of his work outside of Saturday Night Live. How about that? I don't get it. Yeah, me neither. I don't All right, let's move on. It and, okay. He's, he's yeah, we de- don't need to spend any more time. He's definitely famous. He is famous for being famous. Yes. Um. There is some audio making the rounds on the internet in which Pat Sajak has predicted his successor that in 2012, 11 years ago, he predicted that Ryan Seacrest would take over Wheel of Fortune. So this is a mashup of a a couple of clips from a 2012 episode of Wheel of Fortune. Does he mention and Ellie De La Cruz? He does not mention Ellie De, De La Cruz or Norm's retirement. But does he describe it as a hand-picked successor? No, but I guess he uh, he makes a couple of mistakes. Okay, and so there's two different clips, but they're mashed together. But you'll get the idea. E. Well, you've spun the wheel. You have to ask for a consonant. Oh, you're on a free play. You know what? I'm an idiot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You see, the way it works, if you land... Uh, never mind. Is there an E in the puzzle? In! I'm not sure. Let's look. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there are three in. Pick up that trip. Pay him $1,500. Uh, Seacrest is on speed dial. Seacrest is on speed dial. Yeah. See? All right, that's he not knew. exactly predicting it. He's... Uh, He's mentioning the guy's name who gets every broadcasting job. Yeah, well, yeah, he knows that Seacrest circles like a vulture over dying legends and waits to pick their carcass. He he definitely seems like a obvious candidate and has seemed that way for like a decade, so that probably doesn't happen by accident, right? It probably means he runs in the right circles, he's in the right places, and he's ready to pounce. Yeah. So yesterday what? on uh, the social meds, what was that? Sajak said, uh, "I look forward to my final season starting this fall, then handing over the car keys to Ryan Seacrest in September of 2024." So we have plenty more Pat to uh, enjoy over the next year. Good. Meanwhile, Vanna White, we we mentioned that she 
is looking for a pay increase because she hasn't had one in 18 years. Libs. So it's been confirmed. She makes <laughs> she makes three mil a year, and uh, Sajak reportedly makes 15 million a year. And so, according to her attorney, she wants half of what Sajak makes. So she wants like seven and a half. That after 41 years as a model employee and more than a more the face of the show than Pat even uh, asking for 50 percent of what he makes seems like a no brainer. And that she believes that uh, this is not just an issue about her. This is an issue for all women. That all women deserve to make half. Yeah, that's the lesson I took out of it, too. Um, well, I mean, come on. She doesn't have a speaking role. Right. Like, unless she's spoken to, and even then, she just kind of gestures like a mime. Is she even mic'd up? Every do time. They, do they even bother? I don't think we spend enough time talking about Vanna White and Gordon. I think we we've already spent too much. Okay, well then let's, no, 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 the, let's move on okay, again. We have other stuff to get to, but let me make my case. Let me make my case. Of all of all of the uh, girls on your hubba hubba list in like 1987, how hubba many of them? Hubba list. She was very fetching when we were all in high school, and I am simply asking: Have any of other of those girls, like Daisy Duke, and you know, just whoever was on that list back? Oh, then, she she's Emma kept Sam, it together. How could she yeah, possibly still, still be relevant in 2023 on a as a basically a model? Well, I think that as soon as, as soon as she gets done taping the show, she gets on a hamster wheel, and she just runs until the next show. I think it's, it's, it's the Tom Brady of her office. Just a career She's of longevity. A, that is just, I, don't, I, I can't Sports. explain it. Opinions. It just, uh, it's, it's, it's a modern marvel that isn't talked about enough. So she definitely deserves, she should have been getting raises. Yes. At least cost of living this whole time. If anybody yeah. could have I mean, monetized, who, who over can the live last on three million? Oh, I'm just over three decades in Hollywood on a hit show. Yeah, uh, if if the whole cast four from, decades, the whole cast from Friends were able to just hit the jackpot, I would think Vanna White would have done that at some point, and maybe you know collectively she has. But if she's that far behind Sajak, that's that's interesting to me. She sounds like is, a very easy it, person to negotiate with. It's a weird position that we're in trying to say hey a person being paid three million dollars a year is being ripped off and this is proof of an unfair system it's a going rate right Uh, i mean like what do you think wheel of fortune generates every year a lot of money and that's why she should have gotten a raise all this time but she is you know does a has a very basic role but she performs that role very well and there was there is a lot to be said for the continuity that show has had. Yeah, there's yes. there's some fat cat at Merv Griffin Productions that is pocketing what she should be making. Yes. Right. That's, that's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm totally all for have the you, talent getting paid. Have you ever right? wanted to <laughs> well see... Well said, Gordon. Have you ever wanted to see a mashup of the movies Speed and Taken? <laughs> Smash! Uh... Only because, yes, it's too perfect. So I, I was hoping for that. Please tell me it's happened, and it's starring Liam Neeson. Yes. <laughs> the trailer just dropped today for a new movie called Retribution. It'll be in uh, theaters August 25th. 
It's a remake of a Spanish language film that came out in 2015 called El Descondito. Oh man, not Despacito, but Descondito. Um, and so it's uh, Liam Neeson, and he is driving with his two kids in his car when something wild happens in the fridge here in the green room. <laughs> no, uh, something wild happens, and uh, just it, it's. It's just comical. Just listen. Did I do something to you? You sound so guilty. What do you want? Drive to this location. Honey, something's happened. There's a man who has put a bomb in the car. Under our seats, there are pressure triggers. We can't get out. The car will explode. So... He has okay. to go and do the mysterious voices bidding because they have bombs under their seats, and if they get up, they'll explode. There's kids in the back seat the, on their devices. It's like it's you know it's like when you uh, s- when somebody is sitting in the passenger seat and then it says passenger airbag active because it can yeah. sense the person's bottom. All right, a few observations on this. One is it sounded like. AI generated Liam Neeson. I mean, it sounded like a fake Liam Neeson. No, it's it's him. Listen to the way the words are all kind of separated a little bit, and I don't know. It seemed generated to me. Second point is Under that our seats are on pressure triggers. We can't get up. I mean, I think it's. I think. I think they just chopped it together for like the trailer. Three PO is talking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My second point is the kids in the back seat will never look up from the devices, so they won't even know anything's going on for so over two hours. Right. Yeah. They're completely they even, uninvolved in this. They're like, well, wait, we're just now getting here. What happened? <laughs> hey, Dad, can yes. we stop at Chick Fil A? Okay, we have one more thing to get to before we Boy. get into rant revival time. There has been an update. Of this song. So that is, of course, We Didn't Start the Fire. The Kemp's Pen song. By Billy Joel. You don't like it? No, so the, I, I can't stand just a collection of nouns. So it came out in 1989. Walter Winchell. <laughs> it came out in 1989. And so the lyrics, so Billy Joel was born in 1949. And so he was 40 years old at this point. And it's, I, that's weird to me because Billy Joel always seems like he's like 50 in my mind. At but, least. Um, but... The original song was just all pop culture references from the year he was born until 1989. And so Fallout Boy has now done an <laughs> updated cover. Okay. And they have updated it to span the 34 years since the original came out. So let's hear a little bit of that. Central GM, oh. Harry Potter, Twilight, 
<laughs> okay, that's a joke. That's a joke. Robert that's Downey great. Jr., Iron Man. <laughs> Michael Jackson died. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> I mean, couldn't like they at least... E-news. Before they before they went into the studio and recorded this, at least gone up and hit sort on the column list to do it in chronological order. I mean, they're just all over the map. Yeah, the Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> Gee Monsanto. Oh gosh. Okay, coming up next, we have a very exciting travel themed rant revival. Yes. This is Sports Radio ninety six seven and thirteen ten. The ticket. Broadcasting live from the TXU Energy Mothership, KTCK-AM Dallas-Fort Worth, KTCK-FM Flower Mound, a cumulus media station. Currency is the yuan. Does that sound right? That sounds amazing. Yeah, I think that's right. Well, on the bright side, she can meet Kevin James. That's true. She needs to put in her Make-A-Wish today to get yeah. to the top of the list. Boy. We have we have one of our own, the dear great Monty. Yeah, maybe he can help her write her essay. Is- who is one-legged and has met Kevin James, I think, multiple times. Well, if nothing did he, else... Did he meet Kevin James when Kevin James came up to the Ticket Studios and, like, reminisce? I don't do believe know? so. I don't think so. We've got to go, know. but if nothing else, we learned a new term for menstruation today, catching <laughs> the morning flight from Bangkok. <laughs> Thank you, Gordon. Thank and you, we'll, guys. We'll and go see Jub you out Jam. here at Jub Jam. Bye, Gordon. Indeed. Bye, Bob. Revival. That's right. The Rant Revival, of course, the rant was the Saturday show in the late 90s, early aughts that Gordon brought to the Ticket Airwaves experimental Saturday radio that was the proving ground for Corby and myself. He invented two characters, Corby and Dave. Yes, he invented us. And uh, we bring it back to life. We reanimate it every Thursday here at this time. And, Gordon, I'd like to do a travel-themed episode today. Ah, uh, yes. I want to, I have not had an opportunity to talk to you about this, but I wanted to touch base with you about the Titan tragedy as human remains have been recovered along with the wreckage <laughs> and has been delivered to uh, St. John's, Newfoundland. I know you talked about the fact that they unloaded big chunks of the uh, submersible at a uh, Canadian Coast Guard pier up there in Newfoundland, but were you aware of the presence of human remains? I hadn't heard whether or not there was human remains on there. I mean, there couldn't have been much, right? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. They say that the presumed human remains will be brought to the United States where... (laughs) Uh, they yeah. will conduct a formal analysis. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know exactly what they'll be able to tell. Is it a bad sign, though, when they use the word presumed in front of human remains? Right. It to... might be a carp. <laughs> we're not totally sure what we have here, but we're going to take a look. Yeah, so uh, and then the Marine Board of Investigation will analyze and test the evidence, including the debris at a port in the United States. And then the board will share that evidence at a public hearing. Um, they have not announced a date for that because uh, who knows how long the investigation will take. Um, now, that far down in the ocean, though, is that where all those like weird creatures live that look alien-like? The ones that have like the glow-in-the-dark dangly lure in front of their face? Yes. Like, all, the, all the deep-sea creatures all are like 
like translucent or have some yeah. kind of glow in the dark thing. I'm a girl. Yeah, they're I'm bioluminescent and yeah, translucent. They're, they're kind of shaped like the devil's genitalia. I would like us to uh, put a little more effort into exploring the deepest reaches of the ocean in this time. That's what James Cameron's busy doing. I feel like uh, we've he's we've, doing it the right way. We've wandered off to do new things, and I don't think exploring our own ocean has been uh, quite the priority it once was. What do you think of that? Yeah, like I say, we got go bigger there. priorities. Well, I mean, maybe the, we can unlock some real secrets of life uh, down there. No, I'm still trying know? to stop the steel. I ain't got time for ocean <laughs> stuff. Well, so, I mean, do you think that when they went down there looking for pieces <laughs> of the submersible? we got to find our underwater ally, Nessie. She's down there somewhere. Did they just find, like, a dismembered leg that a bunch of shrimp were gnawing on? Or... What? Like at a buffet, like they all had bibs on. <laughs> right, yeah, they they all have bibs with a human on it. Just going family style on a leg. <laughs> I don't know. Do shrimp live that far down? Maybe, uh, maybe. Who can say? I don't. We don't know. I honestly, I don't know what the rules are for what what constitutes a. Well, leave it down there. It's now a shipwreck. Versus, we need to go retrieve it. I don't, I well, don't that's what I, I talked about this on the morning show. I don't understand why the Titanic, sitting right beside it, we all act like, oh, we can't disturb the Titanic. Well, they because They didn't have the technology to raise the Titanic. But this well, sub, they, not they, about they... raising it. I'm saying that we would not only use the excuse of we don't have the technology to bring any of it up. We would say, no, it is a final resting place. And it yes. is a sacred spot now yes meanwhile the submersible sitting right beside it it's it's it should be a watery grave just like the titanic yeah but we i mean the titanic it hit an iceberg we know what happened but but the the submersible they need to figure out what what caused the the implosion wouldn't you like to see the titanic (laughs) there are safety concerns in a nice museum like in new york city or something you can go see the titanic wouldn't that be fun yeah, you I'd go walk, see it. Walk through the ballroom. And what are the rules on, because uh, this is actually a thing. Balls. There's uh, there's great debates going on in uh, ocean uh, courtrooms all great the time. Debate. Ocean courtrooms. About, uh, about whether or not ocean like, water. like you're allowed to uh, uh, seek buried treasure in, in, uh, in, in shipwrecks. It's well, finders keepers, right? Ah, see, this is, it, it gets very messy. This is like, uh, even, uh, what the, the British Museum is. Uh, Gordon mentioned this a, a couple months ago when we talked about the British Museum and their artifacts from, like, Egypt. And, uh, if you collect those in a museum or, or, yes, and if you did this with, like, a shipwreck from, the, the Spanish boats down in the Caribbean in the 1500s that might have had, you know, $100 million in gold. Should you disturb the ocean floor and go find it and dig it up and Heck even yeah. put it in a museum? Or, sure, or is, it, is it left for $150 million, yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in a museum. I'd keep the $150 million. Well, Of course, it would be that, kind of hard passing off doubloons at Dave & Buster's. Right. And that's what it the, won't fit in this coin slot. <laughs> that's what the fights are for, though. That's why people are arguing these matters. Well... In addition to ocean exploration, as you mentioned, we have turned our attention to the skies. And today was historic because it was Virgin Galactic's first commercial space flight. Mm. Were you aware of this, Gordon? No, I thought that that thing went uh, belly up. I thought that folded. No, no. So we we know that Elon and Bezos have their uh, space programs. But Richard Branson, his Virgin Galactic, had their maiden voyage today. And so 
was uh, called Galactic One, and uh, it took off from New Mexico. And so the way they do it is it's attached to a carrier plane, and then it detaches, and then it reaches the upper atmosphere mm-hmm. from there. So it gets Carry. like kind of a, a piggyback ride <laughs> to the upper atmosphere, and then it goes to space. That's how so, the space shuttle did it, right? No, I think the space shuttle, they just put it on the back of the plane to bring it back to Cape Canaveral from wherever it landed. Did everybody oh. show up with their tickets, or did people uh, get concerned and cancel after the Titan accident that maybe we I don't know. Intended, uh... Well, there were members of the Italian Air Force and a researcher that were doing experiments collecting data during the flight, but then there were also <laughs> some... Uh, it's got collected the day passengers that uh, they, they were just partying, doing like their their little flips and zero g. I don't know what they charge for uh, Virgin Galactic. I heard you guys talking about this on the Musers. Virgin Galactic sounds so made up. I know, right? Well, are you more apt to do a uh, a submarine journey or a space journey? I think uh, space. I would, I'm much more interested in, in going to the SG atmosphere of space. I'm going to go ocean. I, really? Honestly, I know this sounds insane in the aftermath, but I can definitely see a time where you're talking to people who have done it. Maybe you're talking to the guy who runs the company, and he's showing you on his phone video of the Titanic, and, and I would have been like, this sounds pretty cool. Now, obviously, I don't have the budget, but let's say it was five hundred dollars. But do you you feel like that the ocean is less risky than space? For some reason, I do. Yes, you're insane. I mean, I, I don't. No, no, it's it's it is insane. I mean, I think to, in my mind they're equally risky, so I'd be scared to do both. But I I don't know. I I don't know what the actual statistics are. Well, in both cases, you would have to be, like, uh, sold with a room of really confident alphas who have done it before. Either for... Perhaps horny. Either either for (laughs) shrimp going family style or for Russian cosmonauts. Um, Yeah, but, I mean, space space is be... It would just be cooler to be in zero SG or whatever they call it. Where you can do the flips and I want to do all that stuff. I don't it's want to be compressed SG. in a submersible. It's, it's, it's definitely not zero SG. It's like off the charts SG from what I've been. Yeah, told. yeah. That's it's why like I want to go to space because I was promised to do supremely gay stuff up there. <laughs> yeah, you want to be the first to have gay intercourse in space, right? I want first really super super gay sex. Okay, guys, we get it. Docking while you're docking. He's yeah, gay. It's, it's just an endless somersault. <laughs> you just get going and you can't stop. Just too far. Just everybody's too far. All right, would you hey, rather hear... Gay sex uh, up there is out of this world. All right, what? Would I rather uh, hear what? We have, we have time for one more. Would you rather hear about the man who uh, more, died in more, Jamaica from uh, trying to drink the entire menu at a resort? <laughs> Or the woman who uh, had her leg eaten by a moving sidewalk. I'm going to let Gordon choose. Jamaican tried to drink what now? What did he do? The entire drink menu. I want to hear the leg eaten by a moving sidewalk. Okay. All right. So this happened in Bangkok. (laughs) One of your favorite places. (laughs) 
And so uh, this woman, a 57-year-old Thai woman, she was trying to make it to her morning flight that was departing from Bangkok. Uh, Is that the euphemism for the monthly time? The morning flight? (laughs) (laughs) The morning flight from Bangkok? Yes. I thought that's where the woman gets her monthly curse. Next time your wife is real ornery, ask her if she's catching the morning (laughs) flight to Bangkok. Do you have a morning flight today? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) You'll just confuse Uh, her. She won't punch you this time. So she was on the moving uh, sidewalk in the uh, airport's Terminal 2, and... She, I guess she got to the end of the moving sidewalk, and you know how the uh, just like an escalator, the moving sidewalk will have a grate at the end. Yes, and the actual sidewalk goes under the grate, and then it loops back around. That's a conveyor belt. So one thing at the airport that's most like coming off the ice after a shift in the charity challenge, Dave, bringing it back. Don't to you? Sports. Don't you agree? That's a good point. Yes. Bring it walker. back to sports. And so. She gets to the end of the moving sidewalk, and the I guess the grate gives way, and it rips off. <laughs> grate gives way. It gives way, and the grate rips off the front two wheels of her luggage, and it traps one of her legs. Oh. And a hey. medical team there at the airport had to amputate her leg above the knee there mm. at the scene. Well, can't they put another tie leg on her? Tie leg? Well, like from the gift shop, or what are you saying? Well, I'm saying, like, you, you have like, to... Like uh, tie one you on? Can have, yes, you can. You can t- <laughs> There's lots of donors there that will give her the leg, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know. A- am I, I am I am I crazy on this? I think so. Like I thought that <laughs> I thought that they could to offer get their their own legs up. Well, wouldn't you give a leg to a loved one if they needed yeah, it? Yeah, they'll be running from the hills to donate their legs to donate their legs. <laughs> so I, the escalator she, and the moving sidewalk are underrated menaces in this world. Yeah, in everybody's everyone takes world. them for granted. In everybody, right? Does. Elevators too. Everyone just—they're part of our everyday life, and we don't give them a second thought. But they are death traps. I'm more interested. I've seen in this. horrible, horrible movies of people getting trapped by escalators. Somebody will send me this. Hey, look at this funny thing that happened in a mall in China, and it'll be some woman getting eaten like the cookie monster getting a hold of her legs just downing her just chewing her up at the end of an escalator as she's yeah, trying to throw her toddler someone. to a stand bystander <laughs> takes forever for somebody to hit the red button at the bottom oh it's what's, terrible uh, so so what's the uh, bedside manner rules on how long you should wait before you suggest we need to amputate right now like you just arrive on the scene and just—I guess they just showed up with a ginsu, <laughs> with a hacksaw. Yeah, I think I think over there they they don't bother with that bedside manner stuff. Yeah, that's they some just that, do. They just do. That's some of your snowflake stuff, Bob. Yeah. So she she was taken <laughs> ever to the since hospital. you started. Ever since you've started advocating for gentle bedside manner, I just can't listen as much <laughs> no, anymore. No, just uh, to the hacksaw we go. Uh, <laughs> you know, just get over it, dude. Yeah, so she, she was taken to the hospital, and 
they told her that they could not reattach her leg, mainly because it was mangled and eaten by, <laughs> by the conveyor belt. Yes. Uh, then she requested to be transferred to another hospital to a- ask for a second opinion. Oh, they're like, no, it's still mangled. So, but the airport has said they're fully responsible for her medical costs, and they'll be open to negotiations on other compensation. <laughs> well, like some ten thousand free miles or something, right? Yeah, it sounds great. Some spicy Thai yeah. legs. Give her a voucher, free travel. Uh, you know, two hours in the Admirals <sighs> Club. I think that she deserves millions. Yes, but she won't because she's in Thailand. Oh man. Well, a million over there is Whoa. like a buck here, right? Right, yeah. I don't know right. the conversion rate. No disrespect. What is, what is their unit of currency? In Thailand? Hmm. Eight dollar. It's, it's dar. dar. It, yeah, it's dar. Might be dar. So, right, so China every, is the yen, right? Yes. China. No, it's a Japanese yen. Oh, yeah, Japanese yen. <laughs> and it's the China... Kronauer. What is it? They have the Thai bot in Thailand. The bot. Hmm. So what's the exchange rate of bots for dollars? Yeah. One bot is $0.028. I have Chinese. Three cents? Yeah, so she gets a million bots she can... Buy a Happy Meal. I believe the Chinese currency is the yuan. Does that sound right? That sounds amazing. Yeah, I think that's right. Well, on the bright side, she can meet Kevin James. That's true. She needs to put in her Make-A-Wish today to get yeah. to the top of the list. Boy. We have we have one of our own, the dear great Monty. Yeah, maybe he can help her write her who essay. Is, who is one-legged and has met Kevin James, I think, multiple times. Well, if nothing did he, else... Did he meet Kevin James when Kevin James came up to the Ticket Studios and, like, reminisce? I don't do believe know? so. I don't think so. We've got to go, know. but if nothing else, we learned a new term for menstruation today, catching <laughs> the morning flight from Bangkok. <laughs> Thank you, Gordon. <laughs> Thank and you, we'll, guys. We'll and go see Jub you Jam. out here at Jub Jam. Bye, Gordon. Indeed. Bye, Bob.